Welcome to Real Talk with the Queen's Home Team, where we talk about life, business, and everything related to the New York City real estate market. Here is this week's episode. Enjoy. Welcome, everybody, to the podcast. I'm your host, Daniel Ackerman, here with my co-host, George Herrera. What's up, everybody? And uh, in this episode, we're going over the second quarter market report, second quarter of 2021. Q2. Q2. That is April, May, and June, all the sales starting from uh, April 1st and ending June 30th, 31st. Uh what is it, June? Yeah, you know, I usually count my knuckles. January, February, March. <laughs> I April, totally forgot May, that June. June. <laughs> yes, thirty. Thirty. Okay, so everything from April first to June thirtieth. Uh-huh. Uh, we've got all the numbers in now. Uh, we should. It's already August. Yeah. <laughs> um, and we'll go over the the second quarter, and we'll see what it's telling us about the market. I yeah. everybody's curious now that the pandemic has been, or at least it started to lift. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Everybody's curious what that would uh, what that would do, and uh, and what it has done. And we'll see if we can glean any uh, important information for the third quarter, which yeah, we're in now. For sure. All right. And we're a little behind. Pardon us there. But, yes. uh, you know, getting to these podcasts, we're, we're busy realtors. And we have been busy. Yeah, we've been really busy. So uh, we were supposed to get this one down in July, but it's still... I mean, better late than never. And it's still good information. Yeah, the information sure. is still true, and it's still it's still relevant. That's We're right. Still- <laughs> it's not out of date, so it's still good information. So yeah, we'll go over everything, and um, you should be aware that in addition to the information that we are sharing with you here in the podcast, mm-hmm. if you want to see this information and see the report, you can visit our website, queenshometeam.com/blog, and you can find the um, quarter two market report yeah. there just or you can just find the blog in the menu of the website and that, yeah it's on the home page too and if you wanted to sign up so we're going through this whole report but we create a monthly uh, quarterly market update for everyone in our database so if you wanted to sign up to receive it in your email four times a year you can actually visit queenshometeam.com slash t-m-i-q-r-e and you can sign up there. So TMIQRE just is this month in Queens real estate. That's there what we go. used to call it. <laughs> and uh, for any of our listeners that are out there in uh, Brooklyn or Manhattan, I'm your Brooklyn Manhattan guy, and I also put this together for uh, Brooklyn and Manhattan. We're not going to be doing that in the podcast today. I'll probably put up a solo episode or two to cover those markets. Um, mm-hmm. But you can always reach out to us, and uh, at that same, uh, you can just info at Queens Home Team or Daniel at queenshometeam.com and ask for uh, the, the Brooklyn uh, or Manhattan. The Brooklyn Manhattan guy. Yes. Just ask for those reports and I can always get you on our mailing list and you can get those reports. For sure. So let's uh, let's jump right in. Um, so first, we're going to go over just a little bit of a market snapshot. What did, yeah. the, what did the market do in the second quarter? George, take it away. Well, here's my take and then I'd love to hear your take. Sure. Because we're both in the field, and but we're meeting with different people. We're selling different types of listings. But in in my opinion, for the second quarter, demand was really high. Um, Residential homes remained in high demand. So as long as something's priced right, if it's residential, one family, two family, three family, four family, they're definitely moving. Interest rates are super low still. So I mean, pretty much in the real estate market, interest rates drive the demand. And here in Queens, we've continued to have low interest rates. Um, the demand came back in the first quarter and second quarter, we just saw it even more, uh, multiple offer situations. Mm -hmm. 
continuing to see the condo and co-op market lag a little bit, but it seems like it's changing a little bit, right? With some of our apartments in the second quarter started actually getting more activity and selling. Um, so hopefully that's coming back. But overall, I would say it's a pretty balanced market. I wouldn't say it's like a crazy seller's market. I wouldn't say it's a crazy buyer's market. It seems pretty balanced. Yeah. What do you think? No, I would agree. Um, definitely single family homes, two and three family homes mm-hmm. were not having a problem selling. Yeah. There was no difficulty there as long as, you know, as long as you were pricing in line with the market. Yeah. You know, not going crazy. Uh, you you were getting multiple offers many many or times. Activity and showings. plenty of activity, plenty yeah. of showings. Which you know, all of you people listening out there, remember that showings and and getting people in the door. That's your leverage, right? Yeah. Get get. That's where you really gain your leverage. Yeah. If you don't have people coming in the door, that's a problem, right? And and that's the best sign for a seller is absolutely. if you're not getting calls or showings then you're just not there. Your yeah. price is not, right. no matter what you might think, yeah. if in the first two or three weeks, your agent is not getting calls or showings, it's just not priced right. That's and you right. might not be that far off. But. That's true. Like it could be a difference of 10, 15,000, yeah. yeah. which you know, when you're talking about a market with prices like ours, that's uh-huh. not a lot of money. Um, but yeah, I think I, I agree that the um, the second quarter, there was there was plenty of activity, mm-hmm. a lot of buyer activity, interest rates being low. Yeah. Um, you know, and everybody, you know, the second quarter was kind of when the whole pandemic started to ease off a little bit and things yeah. started to open back up. Oh, yeah. And we, we just saw people, you know, go out there and really look for properties. Yeah. I think people kind of felt there was a lot of pent up demand. Sure. That I think, um, you know, it was kind of like a bit of a release valve. Oh, yeah. And I think I agree with you regarding co-ops and condos, um, you know, f- they were struggling a lot mm-hmm. uh, last year, 2021, yeah. and that that continued in, or sorry, 2020, and that continued into 2021. Mm-hmm. But then the second quarter, as things started to kind of open up, I think you saw. It depends on the on the neighborhood and the and the type of co-op and condo and the and the condition that the seems condition. to be the big factor, right? If it's renovated, it'll move, but original, average, yeah. it's still. And I think the key there is that you know. There was so much on the market yeah. that buyers have their choice, yeah. right? They have a lot of choice, so they're holding back their money until there's something really worthwhile, which meant something renovated in great condition. Yeah, for sure. Because why would they do anything else when yes. they have that much to choose from? Um, but I think you know, and and this I'll, this will reflect when I do the uh, the Manhattan market report. But when we look at those graphs, we see a huge spike in activity in co-ops and condos, sort of the middle of the second quarter. Okay. Right? And sales picking up for that sector or that yeah. inventory type and then kind of tapering off. Yeah. So that sort of people were seeing value there, I think. The a lot of buyers have seen, okay, well, especially first-time buyers who maybe aren't working with a lot, you yeah. know, um, they see opportunity because these apartments dropped in price so much. Yes. Yeah. 15, 20% sometimes yeah. we saw those prices drop. And even in the first quarter, everything that we put under contract, I think was like a 10% discount yeah. from the original list price. Yeah. So I think what, what buyers started to see there was additional value and they started to jump in on those things yeah. and soaked up some of that pent up inventory. Sure. And now things are kind of stabilizing again. And, and I think yeah, tapering I'm not off a sure bit. like what it, you know, we'll see what happens, yeah. but we still have apartments that oh, yeah. are not moving. And absolutely, we're selling an apartment in uh, Northeast Queens has like in this in the one development has like 50 plus 
apartments oh, on the market man and only three are selling every month so i mean there's areas i mean jackson heights if you run month supply there it's still very high so let's see i mean i don't know yeah. how the new um you know with the delta variant and what ends up happening yeah. if that ends up impacting it because the main concern people were having was the buildings i think mm -hmm. you know so we'll see what happens you know, yeah, no, we'll see. But definitely, I agree quarter. that the second quarter was definitely plenty strong. Plenty of activity. Plenty of activity. We were cranking out listings oh like crazy this last uh, quarter. I'm, so. still, I'm still dealing with yeah. that. I've got like three, you know, for all, for those of you who don't know, if you're a realtor, it's not easy work. There's, uh -huh. a, there's, a, there's a lot of work involved. It's yes. not just, oh, you know, I got a listing, throw up some pretty pictures on the MLS and yeah. it's done. So, yeah, it, it's a lot. But, yeah, we've been busy. Um, and so, anecdotally, that kind of supports yes. what we're seeing in the numbers, right? Sure, yeah. So, I guess we should dig into those numbers a little mm -hmm. bit and uh, talk a little bit more about what we're actually seeing in the data. So, um, George, we're going to jump in here with, uh, I think, uh, sold property counts. Is that what you want to look at? Yeah, so we're going to start. And this is how we always uh, follow our report also, is mm -hmm. starting with the closed home sales. So, closed sales for Q2. And in general, in Q2, uh, overall, it was, sales were up 7.3% compared okay. to Q1. So this is quarter over quarter. Okay. From the second quarter to, from the first quarter to the second quarter, we were up about 7%. Which is pretty good. I mean, that shows that from the first quarter, January, February, March. Yeah. Sales are going up. Yeah. And I mean, I think you can attribute that to the interest rates too, because- yeah. They just kept going down. I mean, you can still get a really good rate right now. Mm -hmm. So up 7% quarter over quarter. And then year over year, it's up, sales are up 158%. But that number is skewed. So that's comparing it to Q2 of 2020. Which is when the pandemic hit. Which is pandemic quarter, yeah. you know? So that really doesn't give you a good gauge. But if we look at 2019, we get a better, a better gauge of where we're at. And so I pulled up for residential properties. Residential home sales are up 24% compared to 2019. Okay. Um, condo sales are up 35% compared to 2019. And co-op sales are up 21% compared to 2019. So overall, you can see there's demand there and sales are happening. Mm -hmm. So that's, that's always a good sign. It speaks to the demand. Um, so that looks good. And then over the last 12 months... Property sales are up 17%. Okay. So overall, you can see that, you know, for people who think that, you know, people are fleeing from Queens or something, it's not happening. This is just showing that people are still buying in high volumes yep. here in Queens. And people, perhaps, I don't know if this is true, but it certainly was true for, for me. Uh -huh. A lot of people went from being renters to being buyers. Sure, being owners, yeah. right? So yeah. I think a lot of this activity that we're seeing is people jumping out of the of being renters yeah. and saying, hey, you know what? This is the opportunity for me to buy something. Yeah. Because the interest rates are low. You know, there's a lot of inventory for some yeah. things. And people probably selling co-ops to get mm -hmm. into houses mm -hmm. and you yeah know, so everybody's moving, moving from everybody's moving on up yeah <laughs> yeah def definitely i'm sure if you broke it all down those sales the majority are residential and then you have co-op and condo but a lot of houses have been selling so i see here george that we have um about six thousand properties of inventory is that right yes yeah okay and uh, tell us a little bit about that. Do you have? Um, do you know if that's higher or lower from from last year or this time? That's actually higher, but we'll get that to actually like the last one. The last okay. section we'll hit is inventory 
but yes, inventory is slightly higher. Okay, than, and, we'll, and we'll cover supply a little bit later yes, too. Yes, yeah, okay, yeah. Great. So, so next, I guess we want to do um, the pending sales uh, yeah. counts. Great. So tell us a little bit about uh, pending sales. What do we got going and on And pending here? sales are under contracts for right. anyone who doesn't know the terminology. That just means that these are properties. How many properties went into contract in, in the, the second quarter? Okay, got it. And so in the second quarter compared to the first quarter, Pending sales were up 32.6%, so about 33%. That's a lot. Again, it's following the trend sure. of an incre- uh, uh, upward trend in demand. Um, for residential properties, pending sales were up 45% compared to 2019. I'm not comparing to Q2 2020 because the numbers are crazy. They're like 300, 600%. So for residential properties, pending sales in Q2 were up 45% compared to Q2 of 2019. Condo pending sales were up 81% compared to 2019. And co-op pending sales were up 64% compared to um, Q2 of 2019. So you can see there that all across the board... The sales, closed sales, and pending sales are up. I think this really, um, that's surprising that the numbers are that big, first of all, to me. Yeah. Because uh, 2019 was a normal year. To have a 45, 81, and 64% increase. Yeah, maybe it's what, what you were mentioning, that whole pent-up demand. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. You know, because if you look, you can't see the chart um, if you're if you're listening, but if you go on the report, you'll be able to see it. There's like it looks like an H because in uh, 2019 you have sales that are normal, then a huge plummet mm-hmm. in the in 2020, mm-hmm. and then you have a big spike yeah. in 2021. So it could be a lot of you know people that were holding off. Let yeah. me wait until next year, and so you saw a big boom in, yeah. in sales. This That's year. kind of what I was thinking. Is that it? Kind of that kind of confirms to me what I was feeling was that. You have all this pent up demand and like a yeah. huge increase in sales over the second quarter to sort of soak up all that stuff that's out and there. The, and all and those interest buyers. rates low, yeah. so they just jumped out there. Yeah. Yeah. So, so how did all this affect uh, median prices? So now if we go to... Or do we want to... Are we at median price yet or do you want to... Yeah, yeah. So okay. now we'll go to uh, median price. And I don't know if we've ever explained this, why we use median price instead oh, I'm of so the glad that you brought that up. average price. Yeah, why don't you explain that? This because is one of my favorite topics. So a lot of times in the news, uh, you know, on uh, in the media, you might see things about average home price. Uh-huh. And I hate using the average home price yeah. for the simple reason that, especially in this market, and we'll yeah. talk a little bit about that, You, the average is you add up all the values and you divide by the number of sales, mm-hmm. right? But if you have one or two values that are like super, 20 million. Yeah, super, super high or yeah. super, super low, the, it skews the whole number because it's yeah. been added into the total. Yeah. Right. Now, when you're talking about the median, you're lining up all the values in order from lowest to highest mm-hmm. or highest to lowest. It doesn't matter as long as they're in, as they're in order. Uh-huh. And you're picking the center point. The middle, yeah. The middle. And the reason that that's important is because 50% of the, the properties are going to be priced higher and 50% of the properties are going to be priced lower. And it erases the weight that an, a really, really high price or a really, really low price yeah. will have in skewing the number. So it's a much more accurate representation of what homes are actually selling for, what the yeah. average home is totally. selling for. Yeah, yeah. So that's no. why we use the median or why I like the median. And in New York, it's important simply because like you look at Queens, 
you've got condos or uh-huh. sorry, co-ops, yeah. right? And you have three family homes. Yes. Right? A three family home could be selling for two point two million. Yeah. And a, a, a co-op could be selling for two hundred thousand. Yeah. And they're not at all and they're all lumped together. Yes. You know, if you're looking at the overall market and yeah. you lump them all together, average price is not gonna help you there. Yeah. I think median is definitely when you're using a lot of data, median is much, much better. Yeah. But then when I like to use average price whenever it's more hyper local. Yeah. So if it's like I'm only looking at one bedroom co-ops within a quarter mile radius of this building, right? Then the average price for a one bedroom in this area is three twenty-two or whatever. And that there it makes sense because it's yes. like with like, yes, and exactly. It's very very similar, and it's a small and pool. they all probably sell around the same price, right? Yeah, exactly. But so, um, so yeah, so that's good. So median price. So now you guys know that's what we use, and m- the median price in Queens at the end of uh, Q2 here in 2021 was 655000 And that's, that's across all property types? Across all property types. Okay. And that was up 2.3% from the previous quarter. Okay. Which is, I mean, for one quarter to jump 2%, it's not bad. You no, know? it's not bad at all. Um, that would put you on track for like an 8% appreciation in the year, right? Yeah. So 2% up quarter over quarter. Um, over the last year... Uh, prices are up 6.9%, so 7% for the last 12 months. Um, and for residential properties, um, the median price in Queens is up 11% over last year um, and up 11% over the 2019 also. Right, because between 2019 flat. and 2020 was flat. Yes. So we've had an 11% jump in residential, in residential home sales. Uh, in the median price. In the median price. For residential property. It's pretty good. Yeah. And then for condos, uh, the median price in Queens in Q2 is down 3% compared to last year. Okay. And it's up 5% compared to 2019. Which is interesting. Yeah. It, it, this continues to surprise me that the condo prices in, in Queens in 2020 actually went up that much. Yeah, that's really surprising, but that the data doesn't lie, and so we're down three percent from last year. Yeah, but up five percent from twenty nineteen. Mm-hmm. Okay, and then for co-ops, co-ops are flat. Yeah, Q two versus Q two of last year, no change. Yeah, but the the median price is up four point five percent compared to twenty nineteen. Okay, and. You know, like we're saying that, yes, we do see a lagging in the market for co-ops and condos, but obviously you can see co-op and condo prices are still up and they are selling. But what we've been noticing is that the ones that are selling are in really good condition, Mm -hmm. meaning if you have an original unit or average condition unit, those are the ones that we're seeing sell below what the comps are showing. Yeah. But if you have a nice modern apartment with a balcony or with some extra amenities, we're seeing those still sell. They're still getting good prices. So that's what I probably see here. I think a lot of these are probably good condition apartments. Now, what's on the other side of this? Uh, we, uh, tell us a little about the sold property medium price. Uh, this is so this for is for the, the month, last right? 12 months. Okay, for the last 12 so months. So for the year, we're up 7%. Mm-hmm. And if you see there, we have so we have a chart that's going back 12 months. And you can see 12 months ago, uh, the prices were up 3.5%. You keep going, it's going 4, 6, 6, 5, 
six and now we're at seven. So it. it's kind of an upward yeah. trend in prices, but that's pretty healthy. I mean, for 12 month appre- appreciation, seven, it's a little higher than what economists like to see, but it's yeah. not bad. There was years when we were having like 14% appreciation in the last 12 months, which right. that is unsustainable. Sure. You know, now I have a question for you. How do you, and, and this is, I'm, I'm going to ask you to put on your fortune teller uh, hat here. Uh huh. And how do you think that this will um, play out in the third quarter? Because one of the reasons I'm asking this is because for those of you who don't know, um, home prices often, uh, what I like to say is that they kind of lag behind the economic market. Mm-hmm. And, you know, there's always a lag time between when you go into contract it gets appraised and then yep. the sale closes and mm-hmm. then that sale becomes the new comp for another yes. sale 3 months from now when the appraiser is looking at his comps now he's looking at you know your sale that happened 3 months from when he's looking yes so is there a chance that these charts are just behind the comps or do you think the quarter 3 prices will be lower as a result, or do you think this will continue up? No, I think they're going to, as long as the rates stay where they're at, and as long as the Fed isn't tapering and they're still buying mortgage-backed securities and everything, we're going to continue to see this. I don't think we'll see a change until... I think the first thing the Fed's going to stop doing is stop buying mortgage-backed securities because everybody is calling for them that it's unnecessary for Mm -hmm. them to continue doing that. So once they stop doing that, I think that will impact the rates. And then maybe next year they'll start tapering and and rise in, and interest rates might rise. And that's when we'll see a change. So, I mean, if I'm pre- if I'm making a prediction, I think the rest of this year will continue to be like like what we've been seeing. And what everyone, what every owner out there probably wants to know is, is this a good time to sell? I would. Yeah. I mean, you know, whenever you have, if you're thinking of selling and interest rates are really low, um, that's always a good time. And if inventory is not crazy high because you don't know what's going to happen with, you know, the moratorium with evictions, the moratorium on foreclosures, as soon as you start seeing inventory creep up, then that affects you. But right now, I mean, month supply is seven months, so that's pretty balanced. And you have interest rates really low. So I would say it's a good, it's definitely timing wise, it's a good time. What uh, what considerations should sellers make if they're, um, you know, based on what we're seeing from second quarter, what considerations or um, adjustments should sellers make when they're, put, you know, listing their home for sale now? I think for residential, I mean, if it's a, let's say for a single family house, I mean, I think things that are, that look good and present well are selling quickly and they're getting really good offers. So a lot of the multiple offer situations we're getting are when the house shows well, the pictures look good. People come in the house, it shows well, it looks well maintained, well taken care of. So I think just if you're thinking of selling, whether it's now or 10 years from now, before you get to selling to hit the market, prepare, you know, take some time, you know, clean the place up, declutter, just do some preparation. It makes all the difference. And for apartments, you know, co-op owners, condo owners, if you see in your development or in your building that things aren't moving, then you, you might want to consider doing either renovations or do some minor touch-ups, things that really can make things, you know, make your apartment look better. Yeah. But 
original and average, it, it does get a little tough. Or you just have to price it, you know, aggressively. Yeah. Yeah. Meaning, you know, attract. It has to show good value to buyers for what yes, it, for what it is. Totally. Well, is there anything else you want to add, uh, George, to the uh, to the quarter two? Uh, yeah, yeah. Numbers? So we have um, mortgage rates is something else we cover. Okay, yeah. Let's talk about that. And uh, mortgage rates, you know, when when we finished the report in July, we're at three point zero one zero percent. So pretty much three percent for a thirty year fixed, um, and the rates are still low. Uh, for anyone that wants to kind of follow the trend of mortgage rates, you can always, um, they loosely follow the 10-year treasury yield. So if you look at the 10-year treasury yield, you can see if it's trending downward or upward, you can get an idea of where rates are. Um, but right now, they're still very low. People are getting rates in the high twos, so interest rates are are very attractive. Um, and then in terms of inventory... Oh, yeah. Thanks for uh, reminding me. We were going to talk about that. Inventory and absorption rate, right? Or yeah. month supply. Yeah. So right now, there's 6,015 properties on the market in Queens. And just put that in perspective. Is that a lot or is that... So um, I, I can put it in perspective in, in two ways. When I first started doing this report in 2012... No, no. In 2010, I started doing the Queens market updates... And um, there was when Abby first started in 2010. Okay. There was um, 9,000 properties on the market. Okay. She started in a buyer's market. Yep. There was 9,000 properties on the market. And at its lowest, when we saw peak seller's market, there was like 4,000 properties on the market. And right now we have 6,000. So, you know, it's balanced. It's not crazy buyer's uh, market, but it's not the lowest we've ever seen. Right. Um, last year... At this time, we had 5,764 homes on the market, so 5,800. So we have just like 200 more properties on the yeah. market. Insignificant. Yeah, not really a big difference. And you can see in the sales that they're being, even if they're coming on, they're being taken off the mm -hmm. market. People are buying them. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so. And how many months of inventory do we have? Uh, a month. Actually, let me make a correction here. Oh, sure. Sorry. So 6,000 right now we have. Last quarter, we had about 5,800. Okay. And last year at this time, we had 5,500. Okay. Yeah. So about 500 more properties on the market at this time right now. Um, and what was it? What was that question? So I th I'm looking here and it looks like we have... Uh, so if you... Uh, we're going to talk about months of inventory. So yeah. basically... Months of inventory, you take the amount, the, the number of homes that you have on the market. So that's that 6,015. Mm -hmm. And you divide that by the number of um, properties that are selling, selling every, month. every month, which is about 818, I think I, I saw somewhere. Yeah. So here, I think it is 818 for the six months um, leading up to the end of Q2. Right. So from January 1 to June 30th, um, the average is 818 a month, and that gives us seven and a half, seven point four months of inventory. Yep. And it's a theoretical number. Okay. So this basically means that if everything just stopped in terms of new listings coming on the market, mm -hmm. how long would it take you to sell through everything that's currently listed? Yeah. And it would take you seven months. Now, what we always um, counsel our our sellers when we're consulting uh, on a home sale is that a balanced market is six months. And in Queens, we see that can go down as low as five, up to maybe around seven months. Six to seven yeah. would be like balanced. Is yeah. a balanced market. Anything lower than that, that means that things are selling f pretty fast and mm -hmm. probably faster than they're being resupplied. 
So you 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 tip into a seller's market. Yeah. And anything higher than seven months means that you have a lot of inventory coming on yeah. and things aren't selling quickly enough. Mm-hmm. And that's a buyer's market um, yep. for obvious reasons. So right now we're pretty much in balanced territory, like you said. It's yeah. a I mean, very, very, very slight buyer's market. And I think that's primarily yeah. due to the the condo co-op side. Yeah. Because when you look at the what's going on, if you were to get specific with this in terms of uh, residential, mm-hmm. these numbers go down quite a lot. You have a probably a, a lot yeah. less supply yeah. and things moving uh, moving quicker. So that's an over that's a high level overview of yeah of the Queen's uh, market right now. We're yeah. in a balanced market. And I would I would say even based on what we're experiencing, that's what I would I would I would describe it as because we're not getting 20 offers on a property. Right. You know, like in Long Island, what we were hearing, I heard it, it kind of slowed down, but yeah. what we were hearing, we were having that like maybe in 2012, 2013, 20 offers on a house, 15 offers on a house. So we're not getting that. Right. But if it's a good property, you can have three, four, five offers on it. So it's definitely balanced. There's buyer demand, there's people selling, but I don't see it really right now. It's not heavily favoring one side or the other. No. And every neighborhood's different. So there are neighborhoods where it's an extreme buyer's market and there's some areas where it's an extreme seller's market. Absolutely. Yeah. Which just brings me to my next point, which is guys, if you're out there and you're going, "Well, that's not what I've been hearing on the news." Yeah. Like Listen to our podcast or call us uh-huh. for Queen's Market information. Don't yeah. look at the national news. Because yes. the national news is, is first of all, it's national. Yeah. <laughs> so it's not specific to your neighborhood uh-huh. and your property type. And New York is a very special real estate market. Yeah, I have colleagues in Florida, in California that are telling me they have less than three days of inventory. Yeah. That is not what's happening in Queens, Manhattan, or Brooklyn. No. So make sure that when you want good local real estate information that actually pertains to you, that you're reaching out to a good local source of information. So you can always go to our website, queenshometeam.com, check out the blogs, check out the articles. Um, you can to, also request a, a local market report on our site. So if absolutely. you go to queenshometeam.com slash local market report, you can actually punch in your zip code, property type, how far back you want us to go, and we'll send you a report there. 100%. Yeah. So reach out, uh, you know, go to our website, reach out to us, and we'll be happy to provide you with detailed information that is actually pertinent to you and local to you. And that will be way better than watching ABC7 uh, real estate market reports that you know yeah. are talking about completely different uh, sure, circumstances. Sure. Totally. That pretty much wraps up the episode for the uh, second quarter market report. George, is there anything else uh, you want to add that I missed? No, that's it, guys. I mean, if you have any questions, feel free to reach out to us anytime. Obviously, queenshometeam.com or info at queenshometeam.com. And if you guys have any questions or or actually ideas for topics that we can cover oh, on yeah, the podcast, oh yeah, we'd love to hear that. Please let us know because we're we're always thinking of w- what would our listeners want to hear, what what do they want to talk about, what do they want us to talk about. So um, feel free to send us a message anytime for with ideas. Sure. We would love the ideas, and you can also uh, leave a comment on our YouTube channel. That's another totally. good way. So go to our YouTube channel. It's youtube.com slash Queens Home Team. Uh-huh. Watch one of our videos and just put comments in there. We're always reading the comments. So we're... we're be nice. Be nice. <laughs> um, and be friendly uh, yeah. to other people there as well. But yeah, we'd love to hear your ideas. For uh, sure. Anyway, that pretty much wraps it up. So I'm Daniel Ackerman here with George Herrera. All right. And we're signing off. Make sure to tune in next time. Thanks, guys. Take care. <laughs>